Hey guys, welcome to the NTC, the one and only podcast. I've got an excellent show planned for you guys. Everyone knows there have been many new announcements in the tech world. We've got new devices being launched, phones which were least expected will launched. Let's get straight into the list of topics I've got lined up for you listeners. Starting off with Samsung Galaxy S20, the all new iPad Pro, Huawei P40 Pro, and last but not the least, iPhone SE. All right, let's start with the first one on the list, which is the Samsung Galaxy S20, launched on 11th Feb 2020. Before anything, we start talking about this device. Let's start with the positives and negatives of this device. Uh, I guess we'll let's start with positives. It's obvious the display. Everyone knows how good Samsung is in making displays. S20 has got an extremely great bright and crisp display. The camera has got a versatile setup to it. Samsung killed it with the battery life, giving its users all-day battery life. Samsung has thought pretty well this time about the design, size, and feel in the hand. All right, now it's get time to get to the negatives. S20 has got a controversial design. I don't know what's up with this point, but I've seen Android Authority the Verge debating on this. Uh, so I thought, why not add it in this in this topic? Okay, inconsistent camera. performance this is a bug which can be sorted by samsung by releasing an update for the camera and no headphone jack which is not a big deal even though i thought it would be a, it would be good to mention it here the regular samsung galaxy s20 may not grab may not grab the same headlines as its galaxy s20 ultra and galaxy s20 plus relatives but it's still equipped with much of the same advanced mobile technology This makes the Galaxy S20 an even more important handset for Samsung than in previous years. It has to prove that the cheapest S20 isn't an afterthought and can still prove a flag provide a flagship experience, right? Especially when even more affordable mid-tier 5G smartphones are chomping at Samsung's heels. Samsung opted for the classic design with a gross weight of 163 grams, IP68 water and dust protection. I've been quite Uh, critical of Samsung's design direction, the iconic waterfall display is now flattened, and the camera housing has morphed into a rectangular blob. The S20's looks aren't going to please everyone, but I can't say all my complaints apply to the more compact form factor of the standard Samsung Galaxy S20. As far as the essentials go, the Samsung Galaxy S20 is ideal. Featuring a classic combination of glass and metal trim, it's light but sturdy and actually grips much better without the curved waterfall display. The slippery, the slippery nature of the glass back isn't a problem when it's easy to wrap your hand around the whole device, right? I've had these issues. Single-handed uses are effortless. The volume rocker and power buttons are located exactly where you want them to be. Aesthetically, the Samsung Galaxy S20 is a de- decent lookup. The, the rectangular camera module has only three lenses, so it's slimmer than the S20 Plus and Ultra model. Shaving off a few millimeters may be a small change, but it makes the handset look more slick than its bulky siblings. Moving on to the second one on the list, which is the new iPad Pro. The 2020 iPad Pro takes 2018's wow factor redesign and beefs up the camera system on the back with lidar. For all the listeners who don't know what lidar is. LiDAR stands for light and radar technology, commonly used in self-driving cars, not tablet computers. Apple reinvented the iPad Pro in 2018 with a stunning design featuring large beautiful screens with thin bezels, Face ID instead of a Touch ID home button, and squared off sides. 
the tablet has four excellent speakers in the sides a usb c port magnetic wireless charger for the apple pencil stylus and a little pogo pen smart connector on the back for the keyboard cases um they are going some apple is using this smart keyboard folio folio costing around 200 i mean let me just go in pounds this time uh, around 200 pounds which is quite expensive i guess even though it works great there are many reviews on youtube let's move on the camera lump has grown on the back mirroring that used on the iphone 11 and 11 pro featuring a dual camera system and the lidar scanner more on those in a moment the apple a12z bionic processor is the same as the a12x bionic used in the 2018 ipad pro but with an 8 core gpu instead of 7 apple surely has upgraded it with the new 2020 ipad pro it performs the same fast and smooth apple says the ipad pro is more powerful than many full blown computers certainly affinity photo was faster performing the same complex edits on the ipad pro than on the new macbook air with an intel core i3 chip battery life wasn't quite as good as the previous model when tested in 2018 i don't know why apple has its apple has made quite few changes with the processor with the gpu which makes ipad pro 2020 a battery drainer um i don't know why apple has done that the new ipad pro manages more than 8 hours of constant work between charges you know for days work and watching a video on the commute home uh it does not give one and a half days working battery with 2018's model was giving even though it's still great but charging the 12.9 inch ipad pro with the included folding 18 watt charger took 3 hours 20 minutes from flat using 45 watt charger shaved more than an hour of that time which was great since splitting ios into ipad os for apple's tablets and ios for its smartphones the ipad line has gained significantly significant utility more benefiting of a tablet computer i agree with that uh, i would say i would use ipad instead of my laptop which i use daily because ipad has significantly you know upgraded in a way which uh, no one would have imagined it has split from ios to ipad os giving you external hard drive capabilities all such good things the new addition for ipad os is bluetooth or usb c mouse and trackpad support an update available for large range of ipads not just the ipad pro you don't quite get a mouse pointer on screen like a mac instead you get a morphing blob that changes shape when near actionable items a carrot appears over text like mac but when you go near a button this instant selection reduces the precision required to click something of this a trackpad is the best option for the ipad as it opens up a load of gestures many of which are similar to those on a mac highlights include two finger scrolling three four five finger swipes replicating the ipad os navigation gestures up for home etc and a five finger pinch to see the recently used apps you can even two finger or right click which brings up what would be the tap and hold menu on icons and items The big new hardware addition to the iPad Pro for 2020 is a new dual camera setup, similar to that used on the iPhone 11, and a lidar sensor. The cameras are good for tablet, but not as good as those on iPhone 11. Fine for random snaps. 
but a fall is likely to likely better for you know keep sense the front facing 7 megapixel camera is excellent for video calls infinitely better than those fitted to the apple's laptops i wish it was fitted to the top in landscape rather than portrait the lidar sensor aids augmented reality apps you know i mean ar apps it measures the distance to objects up to 5 meters away allowing more accurate placement of virtual objects into the real world particularly when they are placed behind real objects i think there will be more additions and updates to the ipad moving on let's get to the third one on the list huawei p40 pro last year the huawei p30 pro was one of the best camera phones the industry has ever had industry had ever seen its innovative periscope zoom camera and impressive image quality were nothing short of excellent and we loved it this year thanks to controversy with the us government and the loss of google apps p40 pro burst from the gate with an arduous handicap its lack of google services will likely have some consumers dismissing it as an upgrade option are its hardware hardware strength enough to make up for its software weaknesses stick around to find out one of the most refined aspects of the p40 pro is its design though not in the way you might think see you might think the p40 pro has raised corners with glass that's curved on all four sides to mimic water on the brink of a breaking surface tension this results in a unique aesthetic that won't be to everyone's taste certainly not mine i can't quite put my finger on it but the thin ultra bezel i mean the ultra thin bezels just look odd especially head on however the design's by byproduct is fantastic ergonomic improvements huawei has finally added a high refresh rate display to one of its flagships the p40 the p40 pro's 90 hz amoled panel looks great despite its its middling resolution compared to the competition this looks like the best screen ever fitted to a huawei device viewing angles are superb with little to no color shift when tilting the device off axis at over 400 nits 440 nits bright sustained brightness it's not topping any charts but i found it bright enough for viewing in direct sunlight moving with the camera genuinely magnificent huawei Huawei refined the camera, the stable feature of the P series, to a point where it's where it is the best camera on any phone to date. You get wide, ultra wide telephoto and time of flight (TOF) cameras on the back. Up front is a 32 megapixel selfie shooter backed up with laser guided autofocus. The setup is pretty stacked as it needs to be compete as it needs to be to compete with other 2020 flagships. Let's go to the last one on the list which is the iPhone SE. The iPhone SE 2020 is built around one goal to create which is to create a new iPhone for less money than ever. And it achieves that well. For just $400 you can have a brand new handset from Apple. It's one of the best iPhones ever created and you can now get your hands on one. The design of the phone is going to be familiar to anyone that used an iPhone recently. Unless you've not held a handset from Apple since 2013, then you have seen the 4.7-inch frame before. Complete with bezels, top and bottom, and a home button with a fingerprint scanner built-in, it's now seen as the smaller iPhone form factor given the all-screen designs of the most recent models, and it's both more lightweight and pocketable than anything from the iPhone 11 range. It's pleasingly water-resistant, but does have But I guess it has some drawbacks thanks to the older design 
it lacks a headphone jack at the bottom and because the display technology is slightly dated as it comes from the iPhone 8 it can suffer in bright sunlight when you are trying to watch videos or or something like that apple might have stuck with the same design as the iphone 8 but the innards are much improved notably the a13 bionic chipset inside which adds speed nearly everywhere and really does improve the performance over the older 4.7 inch models it's not quite at the level of the phones launched last year but it's not far off that a13 chipset has improved the camera performance too despite no no problems changed to the specs of the sensor since the iPhone 8 there's just a single lens on the iPhone SE 2020 it takes decent bright photos that will please most people although it doesn't quite offer the same color reproduction or clarity as the iPhone 11 Pro Max surely it won't for example the portrait mode doesn't work as well as on as well as on phones that pack a second depth sensing sensor for precise bokeh effects and as a result you can be left with some odd looking fringing around the edges of subjects but overall the camera and especially for the price takes impressive pictures in most scenarios battery life is probably one of the biggest issues we found with the iPhone SE 2020 it's not going to be easy it's not going it's not going to easily last you a day unless you're particularly light and sedate user the iPhone SE 2020 release date was friday april 24 with pre orders going live the week before So you can now get your hands on the Apple's latest handset if you're hankering for some low-priced iPhone action. It's on sale in the US, UK and Australia as well as a variety of other markets around the world. All right guys, I hope you guys like this episode. Make sure you make sure to share and subscribe to the NTC on iTunes, Spotify, Pocket Cast and many other podcast platforms. And I hope to see you guys in next episode.